perspective listeners and viewers uh perspective is back um i'm martina this is lisette that's we are perspective um let's see this is what i think our fourth video now we're talking around talking about being plus size in america um we spent the last few videos talking about just our general lived experience we then we got into social media entertainment and we spent the last videos talking about fashion and we touched a little bit on jewelry and shoes yep. and things like that um but now we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about what does it mean to be plus size in America in terms of healthcare and medicine and how is that viewed? And, you know, we're probably going to go off with some tangents here because I'm thinking like, yeah, this is going to be an interest. I'm still thinking, Lisette, so jump in. I'm like, what are we? Okay. No, I think when, when I think about healthcare and what I've heard around healthcare, it's typically around how when a plus size woman goes to a doctor, talks about like whatever is ailment you have, whatever might be hurting, whether there's an issue, the first thing that's always said, well, you gotta lose some weight. That's true, yes. It goes back to your weight, your fat, whatever. And I think that is the problem because I can't believe that everything has to do with my weight. It's because it doesn't. It really does. You know, even uh, my mom, for instance, I love her. Like, and my mom, I my mom's like, she's not a, a big woman. She's, I, you know, I think she's like average size. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I got to get on the scales when I go mm-hmm. to the doctor. And I want to get on the scales. And I'm like, mom, you look great. She's like, well, you just be a nice baby. And I'm like, no, you too. But it is. It's something she's always like thinking about. Like, I got to get on the scales and they got to weigh me when I get there. I will I will say I hate getting weighed at the doctor, but we'll yeah. come back to that. But I think, you know, that is a good point. Because from the little research that I did before we started recording, I was like trying to do a little research, like, like seeing what's out there. <laughs> I did see articles talking about how dismissive that physicians can be mm-hmm. around your diagnosis or giving you a diagnosis or a prognosis. And it's oftentimes this is done more so with their plus size or bigger patients. Yeah. Everything is kind of equated to, oh, you need to lose weight. Oh, it's because you're big. And in these articles I was reading, actually like uh, physicians are actually saying, yes, there are many physicians, like that's how they operate. Like that's what they do. They always recommend like you need to lose weight or like, you know, watch what you're eating, watch your intake. Okay. Are you doing this? And I'm like, you know, if I could, okay, maybe if I come here talking about, you know, like my lipids are high or something like, you know, okay. Yeah. I'd probably, you know, but it's like a headache or migraines or yeah. Like things like I'm just again, I'm not a medical professional, but I think it's a little ridiculous, and especially it's very one side, one sided, and biased if you're not doing this with all of your patients. Now, if you, you know, are doing this across the board, then maybe that would be a little bit better. But then again, people often equate if you're thin or skinny, you're healthy, healthy, and people can't like you, oh, you can't be bigger, you must be unhealthy, yeah, and that's not the case. There are plenty of skinny people who are just as unhealthy 
It's just that they might have a different sort of metabolism or a different makeup than you. We all are different, but it doesn't mean they're healthy. But automatically, I feel like doctors and people in general, if you're a bigger person, they look at you like you're automatically unhealthy. You know, like, why can't you just be like people say some folks are naturally thin, naturally skinny. Why can't people be naturally big boned or whatever we want to say naturally big? It's like it's more acceptable, of course, as as we've been talking about in the last few videos to be thinner and how that's equated to being wealthier or whatever, more educated or now you're healthier. And it's like, but that's not always the case. But that's is even medical physicians who have gone to medical school, years of training, 10 plus years of think this, you know, without like anything founded. Like I said, if you have high lipids or you have different things, then that's, yes, it might be related to your weight. But for some other ailments, sometimes simple, simple ailments, how is that really tied to your weight? But even the idea that, especially like if it's your first time visiting a doctor mm-hmm. and it's the same thing, like if they look at, you know, this, I equate it to people looking at someone and they, all they see is their skin color, you know, and all they see is like, oh, it's this fat person, whatever is wrong, or, or it's most likely going to be because they're fat. We're going to we're gonna have to recommend them to lose weight, change their eating habits and all this stuff. And I'm over here coming in with like, you know, a broken ankle or something, you know, like my ankle hurts. Like I, I sprained it. Like, what can I do? It hasn't gotten better. Like that has nothing to do with my weight. <laughs> Carrying too much weight. You have to lose weight. That's why your ankle hurts. I'm like, I sprained it though. Like, that's yeah. where it's, you know, and I've come across doctors who only ever focused on my weight. You know, and 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 it's and it's like, it's such a thing. And I mean, I mean, growing up, and this is going a little more deeper. Like growing up, like you know, weight always kind of comes up. Mm-hmm. But even I think uh, with some Latino doctors who were some that I saw, like it was always about the weight. It was always about like, well, you know, and they make your parent feel guilty. You're like, well, what are you feeding your child? What are you doing this? And it's like, eh, like, okay, but my ear hurts. Like, so. Nothing to do with your weight. Nothing to do with what they're feeding you. It's an earache. <laughs> but there's always this connotation of like, we want to make you skinnier. And then, the, and then other conversations like, well, you, you want to be healthier. And, you know, and I get it. Like, there's a lot of things that come up with being overweight obese, whatever, like all these other health issues that could arise. Um, but if you don't have them at the moment, just treat me as if you would treat any other patient until until blood work or whatever tells you otherwise. Exactly. If, you know, if I have high blood pressure, if I, if like you said, my cholesterol's high, if my blood sugars, like all these things I could like, okay, then you can talk about lifestyle changes. You can talk about what I need to do, how it would benefit if I lost 10 weight, 10 pounds or whatever. We can have that conversation. But if I'm coming in with whatever, just to have a checkup, because I've done it like where I go for an annual checkup. I remember one time they were like, no, have you thought about, you know, what you would want if you want to lose some weight? I'm like, I'm just here for my annual checkup. I want to see what my numbers are. 
I'm just getting the physical. We like, can I don't something different. But I was like, you know, and it's and it's this idea that makes you feel bad or like I don't know, makes you just feel like less than because it is a medical professional that's talking to you. It is someone that obviously you think has the best interest at heart. And I'm sure there's doctors out there that do. Um, but I think there's just a better way for you to communicate your concerns to someone. And they need to be trained on that. I mean, we talked about medical fields having to be trained for a lot of things, how they handle people of different races and, and how they talk to them, but also within the plus size and, you know, and here you're like, you have to look at me as a person and not as my weight or not how I look. And it's interesting to say that because, yeah, we, we've talked about that about physicians on previous series. And, but it is a thing where, to me, a doctor's bedside manners tells me everything I need to know about them. Because, I mean, like you said, uh, apparently some of the doctors we have seen who do not have great bedside manners. And I don't care where you went to school, where you mm-hmm. went to training, but bedside manners, how you treat someone, how compassionate, how, how you show empathy, especially as a physician, anyone that's in the medical mm-hmm. field, you're supposed to help people. Like, I know probably a lot of them get into it for the money because they do make a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, but hell, if we've seen this last year with COVID, has money really been worth it for everything that has happened yeah. in the healthcare and industry? So it's like, yes, the money's one thing. But to me, if you're going to be in this industry, especially as a doctor, because I'm, most people with their physicians, they trust you. Like, they're coming yeah. to you to tell them like what's wrong or like you said to get a physical or annual they're coming to you like most people trust their physicians they trust what they have to say and it can just make a world of difference if you're just empathetic and compassionate towards Mm -hmm. that individual especially you know if they are a bigger person if they're a smaller person it shouldn't like like somebody's weight shouldn't dictate how you treat them Mm -hmm. like we're saying if you're coming in for like I just hurt my elbow. I think something wrong. You know, your weight, you might have leaned on it a little too hard. What, okay, like Patricia, what does that have to do with anything? I'm making up who <laughs> Patricia is. She's a doctor right now. But it's like, what does that have to do with anything? And I think like I, you know, you were saying how it makes you feel bad. In one of the articles that I was reading beforehand was saying they actually have plus size patients or people who avoid going to the doctor for that reason. Mm-hmm. And that should not be the case. Like we, like, I mean, they tell you to get a physical and an, they call it an annual for a reason. Like you should be getting regular checks up of your, you know, your body, you know, dentists and all that stuff. But like, yeah. you know, especially like just looking at your labs and your blood and all that, they people avoid it because of how they've been treated or how they're afraid that they might be mm-hmm. treated from what they've heard from other people. They don't even go to the doctor. And that's sad. Like you like this yeah. could have some really deep underlying issues and they're not even getting treated because of how how their doctor or the potential of how the doctor would make them feel about their weight. That shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a to me, that's not that's not a physician. That's not a doctor. No. no. And it, and it's so maddening 
to hear like people not wanting to go to the doctor just because of that. Yeah. Something that has nothing to do with, you know, the care that you're getting. It's just because you know that it's going to be brought up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really, cause I mean, like I'm currently looking for a new doctor because the doctor that I had was just annoying me because there was a lot of focus on the weight mm-hmm. of things. And I was like, I, I just can't, but it's hard because you're like, gotta go through the process, find a new doctor, go. And if it happens again, you're like, I can't escape it. Like it's all around you. Yeah. It's all around because it's like this whole idea of like, like, oh, have you thought about, you know, you're and then they always say, like, you're so young, like you don't want to get older. And like, like I know all the the thing is. Y'all really think we don't know these things. Yeah. Like, this is the thing. Like, we all know that being overweight can lead to some other, some other health issues. Most people do. Most people know. But the thing is, the our systems and our society, our environments, aren't set up for people to succeed in losing weight. Like, that's point blank. <laughs> like if you have like I know I've tried to lose weight and people like you gotta just have like willpower I was like that's not enough no it's not you you just gotta pray God will help I was like God will help me but it's not I don't know about that he'll help you but I don't know about that I'm like I don't know how much I'm like I I pray for him to take the fat away just like wake up oh man like you shouldn't like (laughs) I was when I was younger. <laughs> oh, much more image issues. But like it's one of those things where you sort of like now now like looking at you know where we live and and understanding the work that you and I have done um professionally, you just know that we're not set up to succeed. No. Like we don't have, I mean, access to a lot of things that we need for us to be successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, just even our our work and life balances are so off. They're very off. And you know, we're like everybody's just different. It's, it's yeah. different across the board. And it's like what works with one person won't work for another. And it's like, you know, and it, it's it's just very interesting on how when it comes to the healthcare industry, you know, it somehow it's 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 this thing that they see of you and it's like oh it's because you're fat. like I can't even imagine like going into an emergency room like I wonder how many how many overweight people get overlooked in emergency rooms just because they're like oh it's probably just you know it's something related to their weight their weight or something or even just going to the doctor where serious things might just be overlooked because they're just focusing on the weight like I haven't I haven't researched is the one thing I didn't really research this time around um but I'd be curious to kind of even just talk to some medical professionals you know and 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 learn and see like what their perspective is because I'm like because the ones that I've come across with have not been like I don't think I've had like the most positive Mm-hmm. experience with a lot of the medical field i would say and you know which is 
again, because you're a Mexican woman, I'm a black woman, we're really not expected to. If we look at all the statistics, yeah. the experiences that we hear around women of color when they go to the doctor just in general, and then you add if you are plus size on top of that, yeah. you don't have that many good experience. And listen to you talk about how in the industries that you and I have worked in, um, you know, access to things is critical. And I'm not saying, of course, just because you have access to better food means you're going to be a skinnier person. Right now. But things like access to food and the neighborhoods you live in and the built environment all plays a role for many people in terms of maybe how their weight looks. Like, you don't know. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing is, like, you don't know internally and mentally what somebody's going through as well. And then yep. again, like the person may be of sound health and mind and they may just be big. You know, yeah. I think I've spoken on this, maybe our first video for the series, like talking about Lizzo and how, I don't know if she is a vegan, but she, on her TikTok, she yeah. makes a lot of vegan food. Um, and she like works out. You know, so by all intents and purposes, she's healthy. I mean, I'm not a, again, I'm not a physician, but yeah. just from seeing her videos, how she's worked out and like how, you know. She's leading a healthy lifestyle. Lifestyle, but she's still a bigger woman. Mm -hmm. so what? It's like, you know, if people, they just this thing, they just, like I said, they think because you're bigger, you may not have this or you're not doing that, but you could be like, you might be going to the gym every day, or you might be working out in your backyard three times a week. Or, or there are underlying issues that aren't allowing you to lose weight. Exactly. There could be other things. And that's what things like, I don't think that's often talked about enough. And there are a lot of health conditions that are associated with weight and can make you gain weight. Yep. You can talk about that that are overlooked, particularly with women. Mm -hmm. Like I've been, I don't know why I'm on this side of TikTok, but I'm on like PCOS side of TikTok. Okay. All with right. women. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. The algorithm has brought me there. Brought you there, girl. Brought but a lot of the, the videos that I've seen come up, both from like OBGYNs and, and, and women that uh, have PCOS, they're like, we have to either exercise differently, eat differently, if we want to lose weight. Because if you have PCOS, it is harder for you to lose weight. Yeah. And I was like, that, I never heard about, I never heard about that. Like I have, you know, I've had friends who have PCOS and they mentioned like, oh, you know, it's a little harder to lose weight, but I was, but you know, sometimes they're like, how you do it? But there's like, I just saw one today where they were like, even the way you work out has to be different. Because this one, this woman was sharing her story. She was saying, I was, you know, going to the gym. I had a membership here. I was ex every day. It's like, I lost zero pounds. And then it changed the way I exercised. I did something differently and the weight started coming off. And I was like, traditional recommendations don't work for everyone. And I'm like, and if you're missing those underlying conditions, if you're not digging in deeper with a person on what's really going on, particularly with women, because I think like you mentioned, women have, you know, aren't always taken seriously. They're not given the test that they need to be given to really find out what's going on. Then you tack on being a woman of color and it's a whole other ball game. Mm -hmm.
And it's like, and the thing is, if you don't even know how to be your own advocate in a medical, like when you go to the doctor, and you don't, I mean, you don't know the right questions to ask. You don't always know because you're, you are hoping that this doctor who went to school for years is going to be thinking about your best interest. And our healthcare field is not set up to have really long one-on-one conversations with the patient. You're lucky if you get like 15 minutes with the actual doctor. Maybe. Maybe. You know, most of the times you're talking to the nurse, the MA, they're taking, and then you have like 10, 15 minutes with the doctor, maybe it might be less, just depending on what you're going. And then it's, they're out the door and then you should talk to the nurse and you're like, okay, here's a pill, go feel better. And if it doesn't work, then just make another appointment as if we all have the time. Mm-hmm. available to just coming back in. keep coming back in <laughs> or going to another specialist or like all these things and it's like man it, again like the field isn't set up for even patients to know what to do or how to ask or how to navigate it um again the work you and I we we deal with this and see it all the time when it comes to access to healthcare. um and unfortunately you probably have to be at a certain income level to be able to get the care that we all should be getting all of us when we see our doctors should be treated like we're um a white cfo named chad yes all of us should be treated that way. bring some water to that what yes mm-hmm. all of us should be treated that way and yeah like we're just we're just we're not. And I just think it is this, this thing again, this, and I was, you know, like, I'm trying to think how to put this. I think, cause here in America, like access, I think, um, excessiveness is a thing here that people kind of focus on. If you listen yep. go to other countries or even hell, just watch the news or get on TikTok, you mm-hmm. would hear other people from other countries always talk about the excess here in America and how yep people are bigger and yes so like here you know to me that ties back into capitalism because there are many countries around the world who have not allowed franchises like burger king and mcdonald's to come Mm -hmm. to them because they know the detriments that that industry can have on their population now i don't know the financial side of them it might be a financial part of it too but unlike you know america which lord America is backwards and unevolved as we are in many ways. Yeah. In terms of people's access to different foods is really kind of mind boggling because mm-hmm. literally if you look in some, like you said, some of the communities that you and I work in, sometimes that's all people have. They may not, you know, you know, they may not have home-cooked meals every day or they may not have access or maybe they don't know how to cook and they order out all the time you know you don't know people so did you raise your hand <laughs> I raise my hand I do not know how to cook oh your mama knows this is what matters that's what matters, what matters. One, matters. Day. one day but you like you don't know people's situations and why yeah. again like and this is not to say like sometimes nothing nothing can be wrong at all but I think 
you know, physicians need to really, I hope they take that into, into the consideration because again, where you're living, who you're living with, where you're living with, how much money you make, all those things impact everything, pretty much everything in our life is impact, especially, you know, your food and nutrition. And so I just think, you know, I don't know how many, how often physicians are taking that into consideration. And again, even if this person lives in the best of neighborhoods and they can have home cooked meals every day, they can work out when they get ready. Like you said, it may be some underlying issues going on. And then again, it could be nothing going on and they's just a big person. Yeah. It's just going to take longer. And it's okay. Like this idea that you have to lose weight in like two, three months or like five months or whatever, like it's this notion. And and most people who have successfully lost a lot of weight will say it takes one, two years to really in a healthy way lose and get to where whatever your goal weight might be. Yeah. Like especially if you're looking to, to lose more than a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Like don't expect to do that in like four or five months. Like it's gonna take a year or two to to do that healthy way in a healthy way and I think you're right I think it's important to kind of think for the healthcare industry to start thinking and it's kind of going in that realm of like they're in the built environment and then seeing what people have access to but it has to just catch up sooner and quicker like it just has to because like you said I mean I think about just where I live I mean, near me, like if I really wanted to walk somewhere and get something to eat around here, I got a taco place in a corner. There's a corner store right here where I can give me some chips, a little honey bun. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can just <laughs> walk. That honey bun is so good. Oh my God. So good though. Ooh, so good. that 59 cent honey bun. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. I mean, nothing wrong with the honey bun. I, I'll go get me one. But then I walk just a, a block over. There's, you know, there's, a Dunkin' Donuts, there's a Burger King, like all these things, none of where I'm going to order me a salad, you know, like none that either I'm going to be like, oh, no, I'm going to get me fries or whatever. And it's like, but if I leave my community, if I go somewhere else, I'm going to bump into like a place where they just sell salads, where they have smoothies, where they have these protein bowls, like all these things that allow a person who does not know how to cook to be like, you know what, I'm going to, you know, two, three, t- two, three times a week, I'm going to buy me dinner at these places because I know it's healthier. Um, but around here, I mean, there's a lot of taco places around me, like <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> and they all have the thing that might be good. So I'm going to go. So there's a lot of like, um Mexican place around me but that is part of your environment like whatever you are going to eat whatever is near you yeah you know and like I I live with my parents and you know like you mentioned my mom cooks you know I remember when when I was talking to one of my doctors one time they're like just gotta eat healthier you just have to like cook and I was like I don't cook so we just gotta learn how to cook. I was like, I have no interest in learning how to cook. Like, I was just point blank. I was like, well, who cooks? I was like, well, my parents. My mom does a lot of the cooking. I was like, well, you know, maybe your. I'm like, you want me to ask my mom to change her style of cooking? 
or like well, I'm like I get it like if she wants to change her style of cooking because she wants to eat healthier that's on her yeah. I'm like I'm not like I'm not gonna be like mom make me my special meal yeah and knowing your mom because your mom's so sweet she probably would make she it probably sweet. would and don't get me like the yeah. thing is we're talking about cultural changes too yes and I think the healthcare industry because it's so reaped in white supremacy does not take account the cultural nuances that are within Asian communities, you know, Latino communities, Black communities. They know about it, but they don't want to speak on it. They don't want to go into it. And it's like, there's this whole thing, like, you want me to eat plain chicken breast with some salad on the side? That's boring. That's boring, but that's what, that's often what they, what they want you to eat. Have some spinach, have some browns. I have boring like egg whites and spinach. Like, like, how do I make my mom's meals healthier? Tell me that so I can give her the recipe. Be like, look, mom, can we try this? Let's try this out. <laughs> but you know, you mentioned like it is, you know, you saying people who have lost weight the healthy way, uh, and done it, you know, the right way. It does take, it can take a year, it can take a year, it, it can take years. And the thing is, it's not about a diet, it is a lifestyle change. So yeah. if you're trying to, you know, lose a, a, you know, a fair amount of weight, even if it's just maybe a few pounds, maybe if it's a few pounds, people do like crash diets and stuff like that. And which is why it never stays off because yeah. you're going to go and eat that salad and chicken for like maybe a month or so. And then, you know, once you get, maybe, you know, you're trying to fit into a dress or you got to go here whatever then it comes right back because you are not making it is like to truly i think lose that weight you do have to make a lifestyle change you just can't eat a you know a few salads and drink a few smoothies here and there it has to be something you do on a consistent basis and you might have to be working out a few times a week or whatever a few times a month to to lose that amount of weight and i think again people don't often understand that and you know we've seen it with like you know folks again like Adele, you know, she's yeah. lost her weight the healthy way, and people still want to talk shit about her, you know, because she lost yeah. weight. And it can't, you know, like you said, you know, when you're a big, like if you've been a big girl and then you lose weight, it's just like you can't win for losing. You yeah. just, they mad at you because you're big, they mad at you because you, you lost so much weight. Well, which one is it? Shit, <laughs> you know, uh, just let me live at this point. Lives. Like it's, you know, and I think, you know, Physicians, healthcare, medicine, all of it, medical school, they, they mm -hmm. are blind. And it's, you know, sad because, you know, America's looked at it's one of the most advanced countries in the world. Yeah. But in terms of our healthcare industry, we are so behind. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I blame that on uh, insurance <laughs> and big pharma. Because I do wonder, like, how would it be if doctors could actually spend time with their patients? Like, yeah like 30 minutes or an hour 45 minutes with each patient and not trying to check off and make sure they send this insurance claim in and all that to really sit down and understand people and have that bedside manner and like yep. you know really you know tell me what's going on let's talk you know yeah again like you say that's not how healthcare the industry is set up here in the united states at all like i hear about um clinics you know, who are in the community who have this like team care based approach for like chronic disease. So you're talking about like diabetes and mm -hmm. cholesterol and 
and high blood pressure. I was like, how about we just have that for everybody? Like, how about you have this team-based care for just people, you know, especially people who have said, hey, I want to change my weight. I want to change. I, I need it. But you need so much support, nutritionists, dietitians. You need someone that's just going to be there to, like, answer questions and do that. But because, I mean, I'm with you, like, it's this whole big pharma insurance. If you are sick, you are making these industries money. Oh, yes. You know, and it's, I don't know what the incentive is to have people become, be healthy and have access to professionals that can help them in the way, because sometimes it can be psychological. You're going to need a therapist. Mm-hmm. to kind of help you through whatever you know thoughts you might have trauma you might have that comes around just your weight and nobody talks about that yeah. it is so rare that you hear someone talk about like hey you know what do you think you need to talk to you know to a therapist you need like we would recommend for you like you know just just to kind of help you get into whatever talk through whatever and it's like but nobody talks about how it does take like as you, you were talking like it does take this like team-based care approach to people who want to lose weight you know I'm not saying you're going to force it on any on everyone that comes into your office and like but if they express an interest and say it's just really hard for me you you it takes a village like I am a hundred percent like it takes a village for one person to be able to lose weight and it takes having your environment around you support that have people have people are going to be supportive of you you know and it does take you know, I think the medical, your physician and those that to understand for them to be there, but we're not set up that way. We're not set up in a way where if it isn't a pill that's going to help you and they could just, you know, prescribe it, whatever. Or if you're not at a chronic disease stage, then they don't want to, they're not going to invest the time. And that's unfortunate. And I just thought about that right now. And I don't know what to do with it because now I'm like... (laughs) I want to change that. I want to talk to a physician. I already have a physician in mind, and you know him. I'm, I'm, I might oh, yeah. have to reach out to him and be like, uh, I need to talk this through with you. Give him a phone call. <laughs> Give him a phone call. Give him a phone call. Well, you know, you you mentioned uh, a lot of great things, in it. what kind of made me think about, you know, when people are seeking, uh, what is it, the uh, stomach band, the gastric bypass. Yeah. I think one of the requirements is actually talking to a therapist. Yeah, it is. And I'm like, and I mean, I think that's great. You know, I think, I mean, I have a therapist. I think you're about to have a therapist. I think, so we do that for gastric bypass surgery. And like, I kind of get it. You want to make you, you know, see what people's frame of mind is. But why don't we offer that sort of services, you know? And again, I don't know how that's in terms, I don't know if that's like a separate payment or how that's done with right. this. But it's like, that's something that is required but it's like why is that sort of help not required for people who are trying to lose weight because like you said it's really hard especially if you're really legit trying to make that lifestyle change and trying to like really eat healthy and work out and maybe not have that scoop of ice cream or maybe have that one scoop but that's it you know like so hard it's so hard you know and it's like where is that assistance for those sort of individuals? And it's, you know, I, I think about that. And then 
again, here living in the United States, like I said, it's such an excess country. And we live in a country that contradicts itself all the time because yeah. it is a land of excess, but they're like, well, just because you have that McDonald's on the corner or such and such, whatever, well, why are you going there? You don't, you don't, you know, you don't have to go there. There are other options for food, but why are you allowing those industries, the fast food industries to be in this? Like, so you have allowed them in this country. They're here yeah. because the United States government has allowed it. And so now it's basically like, you're trying to say, well, we, well, we want them here because it helps our economy, but you still shouldn't be eating that. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's like, which one is it? Again, like you can't win for losing. And it's just so, it's so stupid and so silly. Again, when we see shit like, you know, comments, people mm -hmm. say TikTok or Instagram, when people make certain posts. And again, I think you and I might've touched on this. Another video, it's like somebody's obese or overweight. People yeah. don't give a shit about that. They just like, oh, it's so unhealthy for you. Like, you know, you need to like not eat that. Motherfucker. First of all, you are not worried about that person's health at all. Yeah. You just want to be mean and be hateful. Because if you really worried about somebody's weight, you wouldn't be saying mean shit like that to people you don't you try to say with. something helpful. Yeah, you would try to say something helpful instead of saying like such and such. Or like if somebody's like on there like, hey, uh, I'm trying to lose weight. Anybody got any recipe suggestions? Like, even if they don't, even if people are like, because, you know, on TikTok, things can get really serious. And yeah. I think, you know, people are on there often struggling with different sorts of things, but, you know, sometimes instead of people being supportive, again, you know, it is the internet and people are shitty, yeah. but try to be encouraging to people, like, instead of saying, you know, oh, you need to watch what you eat. Like you said, these are things we know. We know, yeah. we're not stupid, you know, we, like, we thought about them. We, thought about, we can, we looked in the mirror, we look at it every day. We know how we look, <laughs> okay? The world knows how we look. You ain't got to say that. And it's just, to me, it's just, it's fascinating because the world, especially the United States, is such a contradictory of itself. Yeah. It's like, they really do want to have it both ways. They want the, what is it? Want the cake and what, eat it too, whatever it is. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. You know, and it's so interesting because the United States, because it's so money hungry, it allows these things and its citizens are paying the price for it. Yeah. They really are. The citizens are paying the price. Yeah, so I mean, I'll go back to Texas. <laughs> but you, you, you kind of made me think about how probably healthcare professionals might not be able to speak out a lot because there is big pharma there is you know the insurance industry there is this whole thing where they maybe there are doctors i'm i know there are doctors out there that want to change yeah. the way the healthcare industry is they want to do things but some are just tied to whatever because there's just this whole thing like the big hospitals of our country are so I know are in bed with yeah, you know yeah. with big pharma with you know with um health insurance uh companies and you know when you think about how you know healthcare professionals who 
who might want to move away from Western medicine and they get, you know, you know, trashed on for, you know, like, they're like, oh, well, that's not, it's not evidence-based. It's not real. It hasn't been tried and all these things. And it's like, but it's worked in other countries. Why couldn't it work here? Like, why can't we just incorporate it if like a person is just not getting better or is not having the results that they want from traditional Western medicine, what is so wrong with having some healthcare professionals who use other, other forms of medicine and approaches to it? Like at the end of the day, isn't it my choice? I mean, I'll, for women, it might be different because this country doesn't care about women's choices yeah. at the end of the day. So, you know, <laughs> but for our video purposes. We care. care right now. But this like, we, should, like, we care. <laughs> we care. Um, and we will fight to the end of it to make sure that others will care. But, okay. uh, you know, I think it, it really just makes me wonder, like, how many healthcare professionals out there feel tied to whatever, whether it's their place of work, whether it's just the way the system is, and there's really no changing it. Like I, yeah, you know, I don't have the answer. I don't know. Um, there's a few doctors that I that I you know either work with or know um, who I'd be curious to have a conversation like this of what you know their thoughts are. But it's it's something else I think for us to to think about and and explore in the future when it comes to the medical industry in general but you know even just when it comes to this perception of and biases and prejudices against fat people when they come and visit and the idea I, I, I am a firm believer that if wherever I know that wherever I go they'll see this they don't know I'm Mexican because they, they'll be like this Latina woman over here. Because <laughs> you know they want to clump you all together. <laughs> they want to clump me. They're going to be like, they'll see the Latina coming in and then they'll see the weight. Like that's, that's probably the, the way it goes <laughs> in my head. That's, well, that's, and that's, I mean, you're right for, for some accounts. That's what they see. You know, and it's like, and that's what they'll see. And that's what they're going to base anything that they talk to me about on those two factors uh, first yeah yes they absolutely will. And, and you know you say i like you're talking about what is it going to take I, I don't know what it's going to take because i mean everything we're talking about are systems like yeah. this way the, this country is built so as you know as we're always saying as we talk about white supremacy and just capitalism patriarchy these are these three things really are all all interconnected and they are all part of these systems and we're so influenced so much so much and they're so interwoven the people Mm -hmm. i don't people don't know what they're gonna do so these these are things that have resistance things and i you know one physician i don't know can one physician make that change i will say if it's a, a physician that's probably named Chad. He probably can because he's white. And he can so start it. He can start the movement. He can start um, it. It's gonna, it's gonna just take like a, I mean, I'm one, I've been saying for years, I make it sound like I'm so old. I'm just saying like the- <laughs> You make it sound like you're like in your 50s. I know. <laughs> like with these glasses on tonight, I just feel like, you know, I'm so wise. 
um, medical schools need an overhaul. They just, oh my gosh, yes. You know, from, like I said, from just bedside manners to how they treat somebody based on the color of their skin. I remember reading an article a few years ago, medical students saying that they thought black people had tougher skin than white people. Mm. And, you know, I'm just like, these are the doctors going out into the world, baby. This is scary. This yep. is, yeah, I hear some of these doctors out here really thinking, like, what the fuck are they teaching y'all in medical school? And I'm just, yeah, I just, it just, it just to me is, a, is like everything we talk about on here. It's just, it needs a complete overhaul. And that's just what it's going to take. Well, with that, I think we can close this this episode um thank you for listening thank you for watching if you have any thoughts or comments if you're on youtube please put them below um if you're listening in uh from the podcast uh please dm us uh, on instagram or or find us on some other socials but uh these topics this whole kind of series uh obviously it's really close to our hearts it's something that we we live and uh and breathe on a daily basis uh and we're definitely we'll explore more in the future i think we'll definitely explore some of these topics in the future but you know let us know if if any if you if you want to like correct us on some things please feel free we always we are we are open to corrections we're open to dialogue we're open to learning from others um but you know i think as we continue just these different series that we have um we have a, a new one and you'll, you'll see it uh uh coming after this episode there'll be a, a whole new series uh we won't give too much away just if you just follow us on instagram we're gonna be kind of talking ab- about that uh the only thing i'll say it is focused on women um yeah, yeah. From, from a women's perspective um, so we're, we're really excited. We've been working with that the last few months, uh, and we're excited to kind of see, uh, y'all's feedback and we look forward to hearing you, but, you know, Martina, any last words about this whole series in general that we kind of are wrapping up? I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have these, have this series go live and also, like you said, the one that's upcoming uh, and a few other ones that we're thinking about in the pipeline as well probably early next year um so just because you may not see us or hear us sometimes we're working behind the scenes (laughs) yes and you know we got some good stuff coming up um and so just stay tuned and everybody have a wonderful rest of your day and perspectives we'll see you soon Hmm? all right thank you everyone Bye. bye